You're listening to The Green Thumbs Up, brought to you by Miniquip Hire, WA's leading machinery hire company, supporting the Landscape Industries Association, WA. Landscapers, and welcome to episode one of Green Side Up, the Liawa podcast made by Liawa members for Liawa members, and pretty much anyone else who wants to have a listen. Nico, good to see you, mate. We're finally doing this. Yeah, cheers, Daz. Yeah, it's been a while, and we've been talking about it for months and months. But we're finally here. So today's our first episode, and we've got Leon from Gradient Landscapes here to join us. Good to see you, Leon. Afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you for having me. Happy to have a bit of a chat about our favourite topic. Landscaping. landscaping. <laughs> all, all things landscaping, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, I might stray a little bit, but yeah, we'll try and keep on keep on point. Well, mate, tell us, what, what got you into landscaping? What was the, the thing that went, you know what, I want a ute and a shovel? Look, Darren, I think I grew up on a farm and I just loved the outdoors. Loved, we grew up running, riding motorbikes, playing footy. And uh, I think when it came time to pick a profession after school when I had a bit of pressure in year 12 they were like what are you what are you good at and what do you like <laughs> turned out I like physical stuff and being outside so you made it to year 12 <laughs> which isn't a bad effort right so you know not really no uh, and Leon he's not uh, too bad he can uh, hold a conversation so look I, I scraped through got there in the end so mate, tell me what really blows your hair back in in landscaping what what part of the landscape or a garden that you've done that you you go in and go that's my favourite bit. Right? Is it the lawn? Yeah, look, I still get a big sense of satisfaction at the end of one of our projects. You know, you, there's a lot that goes into them and, you know, sometimes uh, the project takes it out of you in many ways. But uh, I still get the sense of satisfaction when you're standing there at the end of the project and you know that, you know, someone's going to get to live in that area, enjoy it and uh, raise kids in it maybe, you know, just the rest of their life's going to be... Change their life. It could, you know, and that's what you hope, that that makes their life makes their life better in some way. So, you know, that's probably the part when you actually have a moment when you're driving home after that day that you get a big sense of satisfaction out of it. So. Yeah, awesome. I think that's something we can all relate to. We go in and make people's lives better. That's what landscapers do. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, a lot of the time, you know, you, you just... And you become a part of the client's life as well, which is another big part of it, I think. So... Mm. What about like a step by step? How do your how do you run from start to finish on a job? Like where do you where do you look? We so we get phone call from a person with an inquiry. Generally, ask a few questions at the start about what type of project they're looking to do. If it, I, I am honest with the people and say, look, yep, that sort of project will suit our business. Uh, we sort of so you don't take on everything. I try not to take on everything because I feel sometimes it leads you down a a bad path but yeah look have a chat to them and and then our my first thing is to go and meet with the people on site at their place and have a chat and say what are you looking to achieve what do you want to get out of this and then um, you think you can either do it or not generally, generally then I start to guide them from there and say look these are the things and the steps that you're going to have to go through to get to your uh, the outcome that you want that might be you know the project might involve shire approval council approval just to see what the extent is at and what drawings and things we're going to need to do and, and uh, go from there. Really, it's just running them through the process to make them aware of what they're going to be up for, you know. And I think that's a really important thing to do at the start because it gives the client a sense of 
it just gives them a sense of you know what they're up for timing wise how much uh, the expectation from, yeah the expectation yeah. that you've got to, you've build got to that set, expectation then you got to set that early follow, follow yeah. through with it yeah, yeah. definitely so, and sometimes you've got to get a feel for the client too because not every client's going to be the right fit for your business so no. you, you sometimes you've got to be a little bit uh maybe we're not going to get on or maybe what we do is not for you and yeah. it's, so it's always it's good to spend some time prior to jobs and really getting a feel for the the client as well as the project so yeah. and then you know before you go plunging in i totally agree i think i think the face-to-face meeting is is quite critical you both get a vibe i guess for each other and <laughs> and if you're going to be if you both think you, you can achieve what that person's after and if you You've got to be. I think it, it definitely avoids a lot of drama if you can be up front at the start and go. I don't know if I'm the person for this job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I haven't had to make that call too many times, but I, I don't think I've ever regretted doing it. So, I think it's with the with talking to your clients like that. Sometimes they're surprised how much is actually involved in these in these projects. They seem to think it'll be you know, a two day job, or and you're yeah. like, no, actually, looking at about five yeah. weeks. And yes, yeah, it's, yeah, especially at the moment. I think. You know, you've got to make sure that they're aware of some of the things that are going on with, you know, supply issues, supply issues and all the rest of it. And so it's good to catch up, have a chat, set, like you said, an expectation. A realistic expectation. A realistic expectation. It allows a client to plan around what you're talking about as well and that way you all get a good outcome in the end. Um, if you promise it's going to be done in two weeks and that for the wrong amount of money, then everyone's going to end up in tears at the end of it. Yeah, this <laughs> is absolutely... Don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think is the coolest thing you've ever done in a job? Like, Oh, wow. We've done some... We've been lucky enough to work with some pretty interesting designers over the years. I was very lucky early days. I, in, I did a landscaping apprenticeship in Canberra and uh, I worked for a company called DZ Designs, Darren Dimoff, and... I didn't realise at the time how lucky I was to get exposure to the jobs that we were doing at that time. And he had a, a client in Canberra who was quite wealthy developer and really had a passion for landscaping. So he got to do, we got to work on a lot of his rural properties doing huge sort of uh, landscaping jobs that entailed waterfalls and manicured lakes and rock, huge rock placements sort of and all the things. Massive. On, on a big scale, yeah. Probably. So we were very lucky. I was lucky to get involved in that at the time and so we got to see that early. And then once I started my own business, we've got to do work with a lot of people who I think have great ideas. And, and early days, I think I was definitely more inclined to go, yeah, what a great idea. Let me see if I can build it for you. Yeah. <laughs> that always, might have that might have waned a little bit later. A good idea, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, you can have a great idea and then you've got to try and actually build it and make it work and last. And yeah, I think I'm probably a bit more aware of certain things now. But yeah, we got to do a lot of work with I guess waterfalls are one of the ones that, you know, everyone really gets a wow factor out of when you're doing some of the big stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um so we've been lucky enough to work on a lot of those. And a lot of backyards where people just have an idea about building something for their kids or, or those type of things. Probably need to think of something specific, don't I? But no, no, that's good. That's pretty broad, you put mate. Me yeah. <laughs> you put me on the spot again. You put me on the spot again. That's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, look, and I, and I think more and more since people have... Obviously, social media has just brought a whole new uh, realm of possibilities so to all the people you who get clients that can 
come up with their iPhone and go, I would love this. Can you like looking at it? And it's Abu Dhabi cliff top. Yeah. Yeah, retreat. yeah, a green wall in uh, Indonesia that yeah, yeah, yeah. Or somewhere, and you're just like, wow, yeah, I, I get it, but we're in Perth. <laughs> a little bit of yeah, lack of water and yeah, yeah. a few hot days. Slightly a bit more arid. Mm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So you do, you definitely get that type of stuff. Yeah, and what are you seeing in trends wise out in the the landscaping region or realm that you work in? Because I know like there's been the everyone's wanted the fruit trees and the veggie gardens, and you know people want the the vertical garden, you know. Green walls and, mm. and and those sort of things. Anything mm. particular that you seem to seem really popular, or I think people are really looking at more native plants, more water tolerant plants now. And I think the education behind the ones that look a lot nicer. I think back in the day, people would say a native plant and conjure up sort of a sticky Gregory. sort of, of a stick that was in a corner. Around. Yeah. Native plant, or or a eucalypt that you put in a sapling height and you turn turn your back on it, it's thirty foot tall and drop it, you know, <laughs> dropping a widow maker beams on everybody. So yeah, there's, there's plenty of those out there. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, we've moved away from the palms around the pool oh, situation, yeah. but uh, no, I think people are yeah loving the different interesting plants. It's still productive plants as well. Yeah, be, produ- um, productive gardens are still yeah. absolutely massive. It did feel when it first started as a bit of a fad, but yeah. I rarely do a, a residential garden that doesn't have at least a, a citrus yeah. tree or yeah, yeah or, or a veggie patch Definitely. in it. Now it's just yeah. seems to be an essential part of part of things. And as you said, um, kids' space seems to be a really big thing. So some, like mini nature plays yeah. and yeah. you know plenty of shade trees and yeah, those yeah. things. So yeah, yeah. Th- there has been that great movement away from the sterile gut there was a bit of a movement towards sterile gardens and because you're still obviously going to get people who want those ultra low maintenance yeah. things but yeah it's good to see trees and and that type of thing back in the gardens yeah definitely i think we're definitely seeing people in the last year or two retreating back into their own little oasis so i'd probably describe it as and yeah. uh that's what they they want kid friendly but they also say you know i want a fire pit area i want to go out there have a fire pit area, I want to sit around in my backyard, I want the kids to play and I'm not too fussed about it being perfectly manicured. I want the kids running in in through the rocks in the garden yep. and I want them enjoying it and getting interactive with like a veggie garden or whatever. And I think I've become more aware of it in the last few years having young kids myself. I've realised what having an interactive garden is and uh, what they, you know, Textures and different things that they want to do. Yeah, because sometimes the veggie garden, it's really not about the produce you get out of it. No, it's not at all. Getting out well, there, it's getting the time kids you to spend in the garden. Like mm. and that's what you know. It's all about you know yeah. getting back to nature and getting involved. You know, yeah. spending time out in the sun. You know, just enjoying enjoying your life, and yeah. and it's a a lifestyle. And watching yeah. watching those white butterflies destroy your brassica crops. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah, that's some of the things that I think. In the last, probably since the COVID era has hit, I think, and like, I, I think that it's just brought people back to the fact of how important your little outdoor area is of your house and how you get to spend time in it. And uh, especially when people have retreated back to working from home, it's their little retreat at yeah, lunchtime and, and, and uh, have yeah, coffee, coffee and, and, yeah. and the, the old fire pits, yeah. are, they're massively popular. Yeah. Well, people That's, are just spending so much more time. At home and, you know, not leaving, you know, obviously you can't really go too far. So the home has become integral part part of where we're living and where we focus most of our attention. So Yeah, I think it's gone, gone, I've noticed that gone a 
the days a little bit of where you used to show up and they'd be like, I want you to landscape my yard, but I don't want to have to touch it after you go. <laughs> I don't want to have to. I just want it as low maintenance as possible. I'm zero, flat out. Zero I work, maintenance. I work, for, I work long hours and I just don't want to engage with it at all. I would just want to look out my window and see it's good when and I get home and that's pla- it. Plants that don't drop leaves. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, never get a pest yeah. or disease and don't need pruning. Yeah, yeah we're... I think we've, we've, we've all been there. So. Yeah, but I see, I see that. It's, it seems to have reduced a bit since uh, everyone's sort of been sent home to work. And yeah, and I think it's also a broader social thing where the interest in the environment and um, you've got a lot of people commenting about issues like heat island effect in cities and urban areas. So people are actually starting to plant trees in their garden yes. again. And, and some of that's driven by local government because they've been really proactive in planning trees on verges and encouraging homeowners to, to plant. And there's a few of the local governments that are encouraging people to rip up useless verge lawns yes. and put in native plants and those sort of things and bring some birds and insects back into our, our gardens, which are really, really important because you know, anyone who wants to grow productive food, uh, productive trees and plants knows you need pollinators. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a really, I think, a really positive and encouraging trend but we're t- talking about the the covid world we live in and what about staff how do you find getting <laughs> <laughs> that's what oh, when you ask anyone so, about that I don't it's, know. it's one of my too funny that joke yeah 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 <laughs> was it yeah it's almost look it's been something that i've i feel it's helped me back from growing my business over the years i've struggled to keep staff for multiple reasons i think you know you you try to train them up and then Either they do get to a level and then they want to go do their own thing or you you just can't find enough people that want to work in 35-degree Perth summers laying limestone blocks. So, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes it's a combination of the two. <laughs> Sounds but, inviting, um, though. Yeah, yeah, it keeps you fit. As I, tried, I do try to sell it to everyone. but uh, you Save, save yeah. on your gym fees. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's really difficult. Probably more so than ever, I think, there's a, you know, as everyone knows, there's higher demand less people coming in so you can really only take on the work that you can actually do yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's it which is, um, it's probably we're, we're not in a bad world where we're, we're I'm not complaining keep, about it yeah I know yeah. Yeah. Demand, so, yeah, yeah so that's a you know yeah. a, a probably a bit of a first world problem to complain about but For sure. we also you know running businesses nowadays is the it, the compliance issues and everything else that goes on whether you're dealing with OH&S and, and, and managing staff as well is just yeah, it's increasing. The I think the demands on small business now, since I I started probably 2002, and I think my if I look back at what I was doing from an administration point of view back then yeah. to what I'm having to do now and the things that you have to keep up with and all those type of things, I think it's pretty it, it is stressful and it's it's something that I think small businesses all battle with. Yeah, well, the, the staffing issue where I first started and I had a couple of guys working for me and you wanted to get rid of them because they weren't up to the job. Or you just Friday afternoon, you tell them, do that nowadays. Yeah, no. Get the DCM award, don't come Monday. But yeah, yeah it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that sort of seems to have uh, gone a bit. And yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure on the main contractors now too. Like they, they say that you, they've sort of, I think the ATO are putting more pressure on the main contractors to try and police the smaller contractors as well, which you're set, yeah, you're doing a lot of work for them. You're doing a lot of chasing up of ABNs and you're doing, you're trying to 
consolidate a lot of information for them to give it to them, which is just something that you've got to get used to doing, but it does put more, more stress on... Because for small businesses, you don't often have the administration staff to do that, so you're doing it yourself, so it just adds another couple of hours at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah uh, this is true. But it, it seems like the rules are pretty much written with big business in mind, and, mm. and but that filters straight down to small business. As you say, a lot of us don't have that admin stuff to manage it but no, no, we, no. we managed to get by but i still think we're in a in a great industry in a growing industry and there's been some fantastic improvements in the industry as a whole over the last probably 10 or 15 years that i've been working i, I totally agree i think what landscapers are taking on now is far more complex the construction side of it is yeah far more detailed the, you know you see some of the landscape architecture drawings that come across your desk and they're, they're pretty detailed. They're very. There's a lot of engineering, engineering involved in it. There's a lot of, you know, civil works that basically builders. Yeah, really. yeah. Landscaping is a broad term, but I mean, mm. a lot of the guys, and especially mm. I know the work you do mm. is building. Yeah, building jobs and um, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it is some you know quite quite intricate and difficult. Mm. So, so yeah, you need it. It's a lot of more knowledge in the the, um, the construction side of it now than the. Than probably just going in years ago and flattening out of ground and putting in some lawn and and some paving. Yeah. <laughs> we seem to be building a lot more structures now and a lot more uh, detailed brickwork, a lot more structures. Yeah, totally different sort of pools. And and with the high density living that we do, you got to take into account all the things that are around you as well. So people want to maximise their small space means pushing it to the boundaries. And when you push it to the boundary lines of You've got to take into account all the engineering involved to retain the neighbour above or yeah. below, and yeah, all those things come into come into it. So yeah, I, I, I was talking to a, a lot of landscapers uh, over the last you know little while, and there's a lot that you've got to take on board with it all. And it's yeah, it's the, I think the scope that a landscaper takes on now has increased quite a lot. Yeah, it's pushing into the building building realm. Yeah, that definitely sure. yeah. Especially when you're looking at council requirements and everything else that goes involved with that is yeah yeah it can can get pretty complicated. So question for yeah. you: <laughs> pavers or grano? What's your preference <laughs> and why? Look, I think where we've moved to, we are probably around pools. I've probably moved to wet laying paving. Yep, be my thing. I think the word slippery is one of those words that's been thrown around a lot in the when if any landscaper goes and talks to someone that's about the slippery factor <laughs> which is a tricky one to chat about because you either want it rough or smooth and yeah not in between not in between yeah, which not every in between. Wants, you know, some <laughs> group, but yeah it's either going to be rough and you're not going to slip on it or it's going to be nice and smooth but it might be a tad slippery so the combination is there's not much in between there so going guts up and smacking the back of your head on the on the concrete around the pool, it was a bit of a rite of passage, I think. Look, I think as a kid, you got to do it once oh, just to learn, and uh, yeah, just yeah. to just to get learned. No running by the pool, <laughs> yeah, isn't that the rule? I mean, there used to be a sign at our <laughs> local pool that was pretty much no running, and, uh, and you read yeah, that so. as you ran past it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, look, we uh, we wet lay a lot of our paving now because I think the the extent that the paving's got to around pools again, I come back to the scope of landscapers has increased the. The stone that people want to use now yep. is so you know high end and detailed and the layout. varied, <laughs> varied. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it definitely gets to the stage where you're uh, yeah you're looking at a the paving's like a, a work of art these days. But, yeah. 
and there's so much comes from all over the world and yeah. so much choice. Mm. Um, it, you sometimes feel like you're never going to start a job because you're trying to decide, getting a client to decide on what paving mm. or what grano feature to go with or finish, and and then they and then it's getting easier due to the lack of shipping. There's, yeah. there's only, <laughs> yeah, there's only two pavers you can buy in Perth at the moment, so there are your choices. The, uh, the black or yeah, white selection has reduced. Yeah. But so, silver lining. You'll look for mm, a silver lining in every yeah. every aspect. Yeah, no, definitely. Kind of availability has been chatted about a bit more in the meetings recently. So, yeah, I think it was only a couple of years ago you were sort of, what do you want to use? And it yeah. seemed to be everywhere. And uh, then in a small matter of time we seemed to have got to the stage where it was uh, increased in demand and reduced. Uh, so has that affected in. your work? It has. Just not having products available from when you need them? Very much so, yeah. It's affected us greatly. We are, I'm finding now more than ever when someone writes back and says, yep, we want to go ahead with the project, you need to look around and you need to make sure things are available. It's, um, it's a big part and I think it'll be a, a prominent for probably the next 12 months. Uh, yeah, you've got to look and go. You've got to say to the client, you either want to use that material, but just to make you aware, that's coming in three months' time. Yep. Otherwise... These are the things that are available locally. Are you, and are you finding people are happier to wait? With, because obviously in the media and on news, there's obviously talk of delays in building yes. um, going forward. So has that been easier for you to have that conversation? 100%. I think people have uh, – the, well, the meetings I've been having recently and sort of suggesting timeframes to people, they've been far more relaxed than I think they have been in a long time. Most people, once they decide they want to do a project, let's get it done tomorrow. Yeah. Whereas now you sort of, and that comes back to that initial meeting, just setting the expectations, expectations of, yeah. of where we're at at the moment and just, just make them aware that because if, if the person's not involved in the, in the industry, they don't realise some of the things that are going on and just say, look, there's a lot of delay on products, there's a bit of a weight on trades, there's this, these are issues, but we can deliver your project, but it's just going to be a little bit longer down the track. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely worth doing. So even just when you got stuff products locally getting them delivered yes yeah it's uh it's an intro it's the interesting old, uh, game next day delivery doesn't seem to be a thing anymore that's no, gone, well, only up until probably 12 months ago bricks mm. and things like that mm. you know companies you know you bring them and almost the next day you could mm. they would expect you know you would expect them on site now it's probably between oh. a week two weeks couriers yeah, you know, anyone if you want to speed it up yeah becomes an issue so definitely yeah, definitely across the board i think yeah I, I can actually remember ordering pavers in the morning and they were delivered the same day yeah. oh, totally. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> those, days are, those days are gone that, that was a, di- it's a different away. world we don't live there anymore no, no. so you were talking about the pressures of having a small business and so what do you do just to get away from it like obviously there's you know having a small business probably takes up the majority of your time what do you do to chill out and try and get a bit of Bit of time out. Uh, it we, does. We, we have heard a rumour that you did used to ride the wheels of steel. <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple of sightings in Ibiza. The blue light Yeah, DJ Smooth Elbows. Yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> those days are gone. Yeah, don't mind a beer. Definitely don't mind a beer. But uh, having a young family, there's also a little bit of a limited time to get out of the house and do anything that might be uh, <laughs> deemed to be social. Fun. It needs to be, <laughs> it needs to be sort of quick <laughs> in between things, so... So, I've, yeah, I've started I, – I like to keep fit. I like to run. So I go in a few of those adventure races and stuff like that. And But they've been a bit limited over the last yeah, year or two. Yeah, COVID's put a stop to most of those. So, yeah, so sort of keeping fit for maybe the next event that might be allowed to go ahead. But, uh, no, so I sneak out the door maybe at night if 
if the day's got a bit stressful, sometimes I'll sneak out the door for a run at night. And I do find that that just helps me just clear your head. clears Reach my head a little bit. Head. Just the noise sort of just reduces a little bit for maybe half an hour and then yeah. you're back at the computer. That's something they never <laughs> Trying to reply to an email, so. Something no one tells you about parenting, it's going to be really loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Sometimes to try and get a little bit of a moment to reply to an email at the moment, it's a little bit tricky. But yeah, no, look, it's it's great. It's it's a busy busy time of life. We've got three young kids trying to manage the small business. Uh, like yeah, I'm sure you guys appreciate it. Oh, yeah. um, it's it's a it's a all day, all night affair. And yeah, it sometimes it does take a bit of, does take a bit out of you. But I I do still enjoy the challenge of working for myself. I think that's something that I've done since I was the last sort of eighteen years, so it's we don't know any different anymore. So yeah, yeah. Work, once you sort of work for yourself for a while, that's it pretty much yes. that's you for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I don't Thank know, Nick. I reckon we've probably drilled Leon for as yeah. much as we can, and being our first guest and our first episode, yeah, we've got to get a certificate and right. maybe a little little trophy a little or something. Plaque, the, the I yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, it's worth a plaque. We'll yeah, mate. Mate, on to podcast. Yeah. yeah, you guys might. Uh, yeah, this one might be just a. Well, we'll, we'll bit of a stepping stone might, 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 get, might get funnier and better on, yeah. the, on the next few. Well, you'd expect it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, anyone listening, you just expect the next episodes to be a bit more interesting, but yeah. That's Leon's coming back on the 100th, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, there's going to be plenty of growth between now and then. He'll be practising every night. But. No, but I think it's great you guys are getting out there and pushing the hours cause and just, yeah, grow the industry in a professional sense. I, well, I, that, that, everyone I'm passionate about that. Yeah, where, yeah. where we all help each other, build each other up and, yeah. and just try to make it more of a community as well. I think it's part of what we're looking to do and yeah. you know, really get people involved on, in Liawa because uh, an industry association is only what, what the members put back into it. So this is just something we're trying to do to, to give people an opportunity to have their voice and come in and have a chat and yeah, tell, tell us about yeah. you know, their glory days when <laughs> back in the day. And, back in um, the day. But we'd like to thank you heaps, Leon. It's been fantastic having oh, you no in. Worries. Thank and you for having me. And um, we're looking forward to the reaction when that we go lot go up on the the board and people can have a listen to. So we just uh, encourage people to look out on the landscape weekly. It'll lob it lobbing in your inbox soon. And want to um, put a thank you out to Miniquip who uh, yeah, Miniquip have been great. They yep. got in board, got on board, and have sponsored the the show so far. So uh, they they back a winner. Mini yeah, Quip, definitely. This winner. is going to be top of the iTunes charts in no time. So they know <laughs> what they're, they're, they're getting involved in. So thanks, guys. So we'll talk soon, Nick. And thanks again, Leon. Good on you, Leon. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers, Cheers mate. Cheers. You've been listening to The Green Thumbs Up, brought to you by the Landscape Industries Association, WA, sponsored by Mini Quip Hire.